Welcome to Kingdom Light Church. We believe this message by Dave Besson will find entrance in your heart and impact on your life in a supernatural way. For more information, please visit our website, Instagram account, and Facebook page. Good morning, everybody. Now, the rest of you that didn't stand, because this is how the Spirit worked with me, Angelique is sitting behind me, she doesn't work for herself, she works for a company, but she sells for them, and so she's on a commission basis, I think, or like something like that, so stand. But all the rest of you, I mean, there's Margaret, she works for commission, stand. The rest of you that work for a boss, you work for yourself actually too, so all those that work for a boss, will you please stand? (laughs) Come on, everybody else stand now. We prayed for the people with businesses. They can now stand with you because everybody stand. Just everybody stand. Come on, all of you that earn money from... And if you haven't got a job right now, I want you to stand also. Come on. Come on, I want everybody to stand. I just believe God wants to do something this morning in the realm of blessing. There's a lady in the church. um, She came very excited this week to us and told us that Her boss uh, told her to come um, into his office, and when he got in there, he said to her, "Um, there's a position going open in the branch. I want you to apply. He said, I want you. He said, are you listening to me? He said, I want you to apply for the managerial position. He said, I want you to apply for the managerial position. And it was the answer to or the confirmation of a prophetic word. So I want you to look at yourself in the mirror like today, in God's mirror, and understand that as LB said, any father wants his child to achieve the best that he possibly can achieve in life. Every father wants his child to be do well at school. How many of you had children that were in matric or, you know, writing exams? You want them to come back with the best symbols? Hello? Are you... A, a natural father. The Bible says if you desire good things for your child, how much more your heavenly father. I just feel this morning God wants to bless his children. I just feel he wants to say to them, you are blessed in spite of everything you see. You know, when it was blood in the houses of the Egyptians, there was no blood in the water in the Israelites' houses. When there were frogs in the houses of the Egyptians, there were no frogs in the houses of the Israelites. When there was darkness in the houses of the Egyptians, there was no darkness in the houses of the Israelites. Hello. Amen. God takes care of His people. Though a thousand fall on your left hand, ten thousand are right to you, it will not come. How many believe that this morning? That I'm a special royal priesthood, holy nation, under special conditions, because my Father is special. Amen. Because He takes care of me. I want you to raise your hands this morning. Father, I thank You for blessing in this house. I thank you to every single person here that there will be provision, there will be breakthrough, there will be financial support and stability in spite of what the economy looks like. We are not subject to this realm for the seed passed out of this realm and went into a realm where rust cannot corrupt, where moths cannot eat, where thieves cannot steal. These people are partakers of heavenly blessing this morning. And I thank you, Father, for blessing them. As in the first service, the rain started to fall on the roof 
and reminded us of promise that we didn't get to day zero, but you provided supernatural answer to our prayers. So this morning, Lord, in the midst of really downturned economy, your children will survive. They will go higher than ever before. They will be cared for because you are a good Good Father, and we are loved by you. I speak abundance in this house this morning. I speak breakthrough and promotion and increase on the people of God this morning in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Give God a praise offering. You may be seated. Just by the way, I, um, you know, maybe some of you don't know, I was dealing with a guy. He didn't, hasn't been to our church building here. And um, he was talking to me and he said, you know, I was in a church pastor where they painted the entire church black. He said, that was the day I left the church. <laughs> My goodness. So, you know, I just want to reassure you that the Bible says in Psalm 18 verse 11 that God surrounds himself in darkness. In more than one place. When God appeared on the mountain in Deuteronomy, He said, and He surrounded Himself in thick black dark cloud to the protection of the people below the mountain. <laughs> There's an Afrikaans song for those who can't understand Afrikaans. Sorry for you, but I... Yeah, Waar ek met die saamgaan, is dalig, net waar ek kom. Heere, u beskerm my, met die kracht wat my omring. Te wonnebaar, te hoog vir my, met van die almacht moet ek sing. Yes! It's exciting stuff. Not for my song, voice or anything, but did you hear the words? God is so awesome, man. He has to surround himself with darkness because his light, his light, she is too bright. <laughs> We're getting ready for the Spanish people to come. Yeah, hallelujah. So, on Wednesday night, um, I, I want to go really quick through the introduction this morning. On Wednesday night, we were walking up and down in fasting and prayer time on the Wednesdays. We were walking up and down, and in the spirit of things, we started declaring the authority, the rulership, the, the, the aboveness of the Father in connection with everything that, that we're looking at right now. We started declaring God's throne. His rulership, His aboveness. And something shifted in the Spirit. Something shifted in the Spirit, and I believe that something shifted in our nation. In this year, in this September, as the September... Have you looked at the dates in this September of 2019? This morning is the 29th of the 9th, 2019. We've had a 19 of the 9th, 2019. We've had a 9th of a ninth, 2019. And the number nine is judgment. But not judgment to us, but judgment to ungodly situations. Nebuchadnezzar in the ninth month of the ninth year type of thing. 
judgment of God came to him and the end of his rule, the end of his reign. So I believe there's an end to something unjust. There's an end to something. Prophetically, I believe we're at the end of something, which is the start of something. And I believe God wants to do something. And so I, I want to encourage you to declare, to proclaim and decree and declare from your mouth. He said, I do nothing in the earth unless I first show it to my servants, the prophets. Why? So that they can declare a thing. So that they can decree a thing. I want you to declare and decree as you drive around, as you walk around, that your God is on the throne. How lovely are the feet of Him that bring good news. Our God reigns. How does He reign? He reigns in you and through you. You are His mouthpiece in the earth. You are His representation in the earth. You are a Christ-like being in the earth. You know that Jesus, when He spoke to His disciples in, in John 14, He said, they said, show us the Father and it suffices. He said, if you have seen Me, you have seen the Father. Now we are sons of God, led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8. So when we appear, or when He appears in us. It's not the appearance of Dave. It's not the appearance of big, great Dave. It's not who I am. It's who He is in me. It can never be the reflection of Dave. When I look in the mirror, it can never be the reflection of Dave that I must see. It's the reflection of Christ I must see. Christ in me. Christ reflecting through me. Because if, if it was Dave, it will be filled with all sorts of imperfections. But if it's Christ, the love of God. Somebody, um, uh, uh, Trevor was telling me about, a, a, is it a movie on, on Mnet? It was a, a series on something AD and, and it was about this guy called Boaz and how he, he, was, he became a Christian. And, oh, come and tell it quickly. Come, just come, come and quickly tell the movie. Just like in short, because, ah. Uh, it's too awesome, the thing about love. In the beginning. <laughs> no, it's just a movie um, on what transpired after the crucifix of Christ. And uh, there was a centurion, a Roman. They were busy persecuting Jerusalem and all the inhabitants and all the Christians. And a centurion, one of them was murdered by the opposition, one of the Jewish opposition. So... Um, Pilate started crucifying 10 Christians every day. And then he's, the guy still didn't come out. They couldn't find him. And then he started moving to kill 10 women, uh, crucify 10 women every day. And uh, then this Boaz guy found himself in the camp with the Christians that had fled out and had got established outside Jerusalem. And what happened was he had received Christ. And then he stood in the midst and he said to Peter, I suppose you're going to give me up and uh, hand me over to Pilate because judgment will come on you guys. And so Peter said to him, the only judgment we can show towards you is love. Powerful. Only judgment we can produce is love. So you, you understand what I'm saying if I say, it has to be Christ that is seen. It has to be His kind of love that is seen. It is that kind of glory that the earth is waiting for and that kind of spirit, that opposite spirit, that will change 
everything. Okay, so there's a scripture in Isaiah 2 verse 2 and also in Micah 4 verse 1, which says the following. In the last days, my city of my temple, the city mount temple, the temple city mount, I will set that up above every other mountain. Mountain, talking about people, talking about rulership, talking about governments. God says mine will be set up above. Um, A couple of years ago, one of the prophets prophesying about the movie industry said, I believe that Christian movies is going to take the forerunning of most movies made. And um, because of this prophecy, prophesied, I think it was Kim Clement, said, I'm going to set up my mountain above everything. And in that time period when that prophecy went out, the movie industry started making the Josephs and the Samsons and the Davids because they'd run out of script material to make really good movies. And we've got Richard here that's still waiting for his movie, The Lamb, to be made. And now there's movement on that. And we believe that that is the time period we're in. In industry, in every place, God's children is going to come to the fore. They're going to come to the, to the uppermost. The wisdom of God is going to appear as against the wisdom of man. The, the Bible school was doing the leading of the Spirit. You cannot solve a level one problem with a level one solution. It's just equilibrium. The earth cannot be solved. The problems of the earth cannot be solved by, 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 by human solution, humanistic understanding. It has to be a spiritual understanding. It has to come from above. It has to be a level five, six, seven in the Spirit to displace in displacement the problem. Hello, are you here? Addiction. They've got a 3% success rate, a 2% success rate, a 1% success rate in most um, 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 uh, rehabs because they, they do not have an, they don't have a, a, a God-given solution. But when you put a God-given solution, then all of a sudden the, the, the results jump up to 50 and 60 and 80% results. And they have that kind of solution out there. Hello, children of God, rulers and reigners in this life by one Christ Jesus. That's who you are. Okay, wow, what an awesome worship time. Was it not this morning? Hallelujah. All right, so um, say glory. Man, there is something taking place. Every time we worship, there's an anointing. But then right at the end of the worship service, it's like it slips a gear and it goes up and the glory cloud settles and you can just literally feel anything Anything is possible right now. God, the glory cloud moves in and and something actually takes place. All right. So we're going to be talking about that this morning and and other places. And I think maybe just to kick off, let's go to Hebrews 1. I I, I really want to do it a little bit differently than I did this morning in the first service. So let's go to Hebrews 1. Um, Put your hands on your Bible. If it's your phone or your tablet or your Bible, put your hand on your Bible. Say, this is God's holy word, given and inspired by the Holy Spirit. Holy men of old spoke, and it was later written. Now we read, by the same Holy Spirit, by the same inspiration, may those words come alive, be life-changing, transforming, giving us life and abundance. Father, we thank you for a living word. Right now, come upon Dave as he speaks. Let me have eyes of seeing, ears of hearing, 
heart of understanding that this word will be transformational and everything in my life will be brought to life and changed by the living word. Thank you, Father, for all your promises are yes and amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Hebrews 1, um, reading from the second, well, we can, we can read from the first verse. In many separate revelations, each would set forth a portion of the truth, and in different ways God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. Say, by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us in the person of a son, whom He appointed heir and lawful owner of all things. Also by, who, by and through whom He created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. He made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. Say the sole expression. The light being, the outrading of radiance of the divine, He is the perfect imprint and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by His mighty word of power. Say word of power. When He had, by offering Himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins. Say cleansing of sins. And riddance of guilt. Say and riddance of guilt. And sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. It's a mouthful. All right. So what we're talking about this morning is two trees. We go to the garden, we have two trees. One tree is the tree of life. The other tree is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Say dualism. Say dualistic. Say double-minded. Say good and evil. Say light and darkness. Say life and death. Say sweet and sour. Say below realm. So in the below realm, because that's what Adam chose at the fall. Remember? He chose the below realm above the above realm, for the tree of life is actually the above realm. He chose the below realm, and so man was, Afrikaans, gedompeld in, was baptized in, was cast down into a dualistic double standard of double-mindedness. Okay, and that was part of the curse, all right? That everything had, is it good or is it? Am I saved or am I not? Am I free or am I bound? Am I healed or am I sick? You don't have to say anything. That's all right. I can preach silent if you want to, but it will help if you draw it out of me by saying occasional amen. Are you with me? So, This was what Adam Adam and Eve were looking in the garden. They were walking in the evening with a voice. There was relationship and there was intimacy and the voice was telling them who they were. They were in a relationship that was good until along came Jones. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Oh. 
How many of you remember that song? Huh? And then along came Jones. <laughs> Slow walking Jones. Slow talking Jones. Along came long lean lanky Jones. Yeah. Where did that come from? I do not know. But anyway, along came Mr. Snake. And you heard last week what Rob preached down in the towel about the political spirit or one of the other guys. The snake came along and said to Eve, who wasn't around, by the way, when God gave the instructions about the trees, and he said, did God say, question mark? That's what political system does. It puts a question mark, and for the first time you start to doubt in somebody because somebody told you something about someone that you weren't kind of sure that was the truth anyway. Hello. And the way to solve that problem is when somebody comes to you and said, Pete said, you say, hang on a minute, can you just hold on, let's just phone Pete. I promise you, you'll solve 90% of your problems if when somebody comes along and says, Pete said, say, hang on, let's just phone Pete. 90% of the time, people are going to say, no, 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 cancel that call, I heard. No, instead, all Eve had to do was say, Adam! What's a lap? Call him across and say, did God say? This one saying he didn't say. And so the question mark became an exclamation mark and that was it. So they changed their viewpoint from a perfection tree, a tree that said, you're perfect in my sight. I've made no, um, no acknowledgement, no recognition of nakedness, transparency, totally okay with themselves because God was okay with them. God is actually right now okay with you. What? Yes, God is okay with you because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have been made righteous. He became sin so that you could become or be made the righteousness of God. We're talking about renewing the mind. The thing about renewing the mind is, Maybe I'm jumping too fast, but the thing about renewing the mind, you can renew your mind to a lot of stuff. But I think the crux of renewal of the mind comes down to one thing and one thing only. Am I understanding that I am the righteousness of God? Am I understanding that I am forgiven entirely? I'm washed in the blood, and as it says here, He totally took care of it. Mm. So, we sit today with a dualistic mindset. And people are good and evil, light and dark, while if you push through the darkness, if you push through the dualism, if you push through the question mark, you get to a singularity, which is spirit. Quickly, let's just, just take a couple of examples, one that jumped into my mind while we were worshiping, about when you really singleness of mind, the three Jewish boys, they are confronted with a fiery furnace. And they said, if you do not bow, we are going to burn you. Listen to the focus and the singularity of their mindset. 
our God can and our God will take us from this furnace and bring us through. But if not, we will not bow. We will go through the furnace. Does it sound like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? I have a cup before me and I would rather not partake of this cup, but if there is no other way by which man can be saved, I will drink this. That's the question. If I don't drink this, will man not be saved? But if they are only saved by me drinking this, and who's bringing the cup at that point in time? The enemy is bringing the cup for him to drink. This is all, this in self-seeking, God is good all the time, which he is in a misformed kind of doctrine. Nothing bad can happen to me, because if it is, it's not God. Jesus said, I'll take this cup, but when you hear his version, he's not looking at the dualism of, is this cup right? Is this cup wrong? Am I going to suffer? Am I not? He's not looking at the dualism of it. He says, for the joy that was set before him, he suffered the cross because he was not in the dualistic lower realm. He was in a higher form saying, I'm doing this because the end result is man shall be saved. I am the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. I'm doing this. I'm looking into the spiritual realm, because there is singularity. I don't want to preach on this stuff, but you know what? Suffering, I don't, I don't like preaching on suffering, because it brings out a certain mentality sometimes in people. But the children of God have to understand that when we're looking at some stuff, God is busy even when, what's that thing? God is working even when I don't know He's working. Huh? God is working even when I don't know He's working. Come on, guys. Come on. Um, I, I, I was looking yesterday because people, when, when their loved ones suffer, they start questioning the, the, the fact about God. Do you know that all the, all, about 90% of the apostles were, were martyred? And do you know if you go and look at that martyrdom, you will find that there was a reason for it. Hmm? You want to hear this? Was it not so lack of preaching, huh? You know, Paul wrote 90% of the New Testament from in a prison. And he did it with gladness. He did it with joy. And he did it with a, with, with a, a knowing that in the singular of spirit, he was seeing something that was more glorious? Do you know what proves today that Christ is risen from the dead? The fact that 12 guys, okay, take Judas out but put Matthias in, plus Paul, with John who went to Patmos, which was being banned there, which was almost worse than death, including Stephen, who is a deacon, and some others. How is this? The body of Jesus was, according to the Romans, stolen. And to the Jewish Sanhedrin, they said, Jesus' body was stolen, buried somewhere else, and they are purporting a lie. Jesus never was raised from the dead. How do you get 12 plus people to take a pact 
on a lie and go to certain death, torture, and suffering for something that's supposed to be a lie? The proof that it wasn't a lie was all of them said, we are witnesses of His resurrection. We have spent 40 days with Him after He was raised from the dead. He told us about the kingdom. We experienced Him alive. And the fact is that we are prepared to die as witnesses. Our witness will stand written in blood because He is alive. Yeah! Feel that! Woo! It's just goosebumps all over. Huh? The fact that your Savior is risen was stamped and approved and signed and sealed off by the witnesses that said, we are witnesses of His resurrection. Mm. What are you preaching about this morning? Glory. No, upper glory. Near. No, no, no. Just. So, He creates. He creates And he creates the first heaven, which is sky. He creates the second heaven, which is sun, moon, and stars, which is space. He creates the third heaven, which is throne room presence. Yet the throne room is not higher by height. It's higher by authority because God says, the heaven is my throne, the earth. Is my footstool. So he sits in the heavens and laughs. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, these devil conscious people. Yes, a little pain. No, okay, don't get on the rant. The one guy said, I was walking on the beach this past day. He said, I had pains in my arms and in my, in my hands. He said, I felt it was like a demonic thing. He said, I shook it off. I said, get off my body. He said, I shook it off and all of a sudden I was healed. People sitting in his church two Sundays ago said, oh God, pastor, you can't do that because the dogs might walk in it and the people on the beach might walk in it. What did you leave there? Huh? Can you really be that intelligent and brief? No. Okay, never mind, Dave. I don't want to rant. But you see what we do? We, do, we bring spiritual stuff that has no bearing at all into the, to, into, the, into the mix of things. Okay? So, the third heaven is throne room. But in Daniel 7 says, And the thrones were set. He said, And the ancient of days entered in. And then it describes what he looks like. <laughs> Hair, whitest wool, eyes, fire, shoes, burning bronze, clothes. Ah, sounds like Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. And he enters in. You see, God and his glory are synonymous. They've been together forever. And whenever God is, his glory is. <laughs> So God and His glory were around before creation. Psalm 8, verse 1, Psalm 113, verse 4, I think Psalm 57, verse 11, you can go and have a look. It says, His glory is above the heavens. In fact, everything that's created is within Him. He is a, the creation is inside of Him. Albie worked with a guy one day in a Bible. She worked for a Bible company. 
and they went to a book show and there was some guy walking around the stalls there and she wanted to question the existence of God. He was atheistic or agnostic or whatever and he wanted to, he was poo-pooing God and his existence and this guy that worked with Albie was a pretty big fella. It was like, and he tried to reason with this guy for a while and when this guy got really out of it, he lost his rag. He said, you little weasel. Who are you to question God? And sometimes we actually feel like that. When people come along and you have some form of understanding about the sovereignty of His Word, about the bigness of who He is, about the fact that He reigns on high, that His glory and Him are settled on the circle of the earth above the heavens, who are you little weasel to question Him? It's just, you know, a personal um, feeling this morning. John 1, we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hebrews 1. 2 Peter 1, verse 17 says that we were on the mountain with Him. He said, and we heard His voice from the, one translation, the majestic glory, another translation from the more excellent glory. So it appears to me that glory has different realms and different levels and different understandings of glory. And this glory that is His and that is in Him is above the heavens, above His throne even, His glory, His glorious presence. So Dave, where are you going? Come let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Somebody say glory. John 17, Jesus praying for us as a church, turns around and said, Father, the glory that I have, I give that glory to them. Are you starting to realize that God was depositing and desiring to give you and me something that far surpasses our wildest dreams? And Sean talking about, let's move on, let's go higher, let's go deeper, let's experience of more of what God has to give us without becoming arrogant, with staying still humble, staying still loving, being an example of the fruit of the Spirit, but still empowered and shining with glory. You, you, you remember Stephen? Stephen being the first martyr when he's standing there and they want to stone him. It says his face began to shine like that of an angel. Similar to the shining of the face of Moses, Stephen, but different, is standing there and he's preaching his heart out to them about what is really true about God. And they get up to stone him and he says, I see the heavens open and I see this other man standing on the right hand of the Father. He was standing in salute. He was standing in greeting. He was standing in recognition for here is one who is prepared to preach the gospel even unto death. Hallelujah. You hearing what I'm saying? John 17, Jesus praying for the church, prays for a glorified church. We sang this morning, and Peter had no idea what I was going to preach on this morning. He said, the whole thing of Isaiah 6, I see the Lord, 
and His train fills the temple. And the angels cry, holy, and the glory fills the temple. By the way, I didn't say that in the start, but you know that Ezekiel is walking around the same temple in the Spirit. He's walking around the outside while Isaiah is on the inside. Isaiah is experiencing the temple shaking, the architecture being moved, the cloud of glory being there. He's witnessing all of this and the glory of the Lord filling the earth. Ezekiel's walking around the outside. When Ezekiel gets to the threshold, there's water issuing out from under the threshold. Water to the ankles, water to the knees, water to the hip, water to swimming, with trees of healing to the nations whose leaves are healing to the nation. Revelations 22, you find the same river. While we were away in the conference at Gerard Groble's church, he was praying for us one morning and he said, if this river flows from the throne, then when we bathe in this river, when we swim in this river, when we drink of this river, then the authority that flows from that throne flows into our lives and we receive that same authority that flows from the throne of God above. It's time, church. It's time for a glory-filled church. It's time not just for anointing. It's time for a glory-filled church. It's time for a church that's covered and, and, and saturated in the glory of God where there is no battle to heal anybody. There's no battle to deliver anybody. There's no battle for anything for the glory of the Lord and the knowledge of that glory fills the earth as the waters cover the sea. God's desire. Did we read Colossians? We haven't read Colossians. We have to read Colossians. Colossians 3. Say, I become what I behold. So Jesus, talking in jo- uh, uh, um, 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 John 3, John 3, just before he says, for God so loved the world, he says, as Moses was lifted up, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. What did Moses say? As Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, what is he referring to? He's referring to a sin that entered into the camp. He's referring to fiery serpents biting the people of God and they're dying. Moses and Aaron, like typical intercessors, run between God and the people. Say, God, we've got to stop this. They run in. They pray to God. God says, build a pole or a T, small letter T with a cross, like a cross. Put a serpent on it. Whoever looks at the serpent shall live. Jesus refers to himself as Moses lifting a serpent. He said, so must the Son of Man be lifted. So that when you look and see your forgiveness and see the price paid, you too shall live. (laughs) Colossians. I'm still trying to get there. Colossians 3. Verse 1 in the Amplified. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead. Mm, If then, of course then, you have been. You are raised with him. Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasure that are above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Say, this is my aim. And set your minds. Whoopee! There's a renewal of the mind in another form set. Set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things 
not on the things that are on the earth. So discard the thought of duality and be single in your sight. Matthew 6.22 says, If your eye be single, then the whole body will be filled with light. But if your light is darkness, how dark will the darkness be that you fill yourself with? So stop being double-minded. Stop being dualistic in your thought. Come back to the tree of life which Jesus canceled the curse of by hanging on a tree so that he canceled the curse of the dualism and brought you into a singularity of relationship that says you're forgiven, you're free, you're righteous, and start filling you. Because you can only become what you look at. I heard this word years ago. Sure, uh, uh, Claudie got given an iPod, an iPod a little iPod in Canada. So we brought it back home with us and we tried to switch the thing on and we couldn't. We discovered that the iPod had to be formatted to either receive Windows or Apple. Hello. You need to move your format from lower level to higher level. (laughs) You... You need the windows open. You, you need to be formatted to a higher level. You need to be plugged into spirit. Station spirit. Your default should be spirit. Whenever things are going wrong, I'm, I'm talking jargon, I don't even understand. God. But whenever things start going wrong, your default should not be the world. Your default should not be what I did or I didn't do. Your default should not be judgment and, and condemnation. Romans 8. Do not walk in the flesh, but walk and mind the things of the Spirit. Say above life. I think it's time after 2,000 and something years that the church needs to take the, def- the default and the format from the Bible and say, I am going to mind things of the Spirit. I'm going to mind the things of the Spirit. I'm going to look unto In thinking, just the scriptures that are running through my in bringing many sons to glory. The manifestation of the sons in the earth are spiritful, spirit-led men and women that when they walk in that measure, glory is going to fill the house. Glory is going to fill the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And all the temples previously built before you, whenever God inaugurated that temple, He entered the temple and the cloud of glory. Ah, come on, somebody help me! Sure! walking in the glory. He said, and, oh, no, let me finish reading. Set your minds and keep them set on the above, the higher things, not on the things of the, of the, that are on the earth. For as far as the world is concerned, you have died. Hello, dead people. You have died. You have died. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. <laughs> Can we, what's the time? I know it's late, but yeah. Guys, so the devil goes round like as a roaring lion. Isn't one. He's just like 
Here's the characteristics, the eigenskappen van een leeuw op jou. Seeing whom he may devour. Not he can, he may. Unforgiveness is like woundedness. So it's like an arrow that gets shot at you, zing, and wounds you. Now you're walking around with a wound. <laughs> Did you see what that guy did? He shot an arrow at me and I'm like, And now all of a sudden you're so worried about the wound and there's blood dripping. It's like almost like, it's almost like, you know, when, when we were younger, if we cut our finger or something, we would pull a stunt on our, on our parents. We would take that and we would push the blood out of that thing until we got, because we so like the blood and we'd smear it on ourselves and we'd actually push the blood so we got more blood out of this little cut and then we'd go to our mom and say, look, look, look. And mom would just about have a fit because here we're coming in, we look as if we're bleeding from all the different portions of our body. In the meantime, it's just a cut on our finger. Like, enjoy the blood. <laughs> so we're bleeding, and the spirit of hyena and lion-like, carnivorous, desiring to eat us up, is chasing after the blood spur. So when God says, forgive, one another. He's not commanding you because you have free will to walk around with whatever you like. He actually can see the lion-like, hyena-like thing gaining on you. And he wants to protect you like somebody walking on the edge of a cliff and somebody screams, pass up! You're going to fall. You're going to fall off. Get back. He says, forgive. As God, for Christ's sake, has already forgiven you. New Testament. And the moment that you do, that's why forgiveness is for you, not for them. You are once again hidden in God, in Christ. And He's about to jump on you and all of a sudden you go, she was just here. What happened to her? She was, she was breakfast. My breakfast is gone. I was going to eat this woman alive. And now? She's gone. Why? Because you're hidden in God, in Christ. That's your true position. Oh, man, man. Okay. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in the splendor of His glory. Oh, man. Verse 10. And... Have clothed yourself with a new spiritual self which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into the fuller, more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image and the likeness of Him who created it. I can only produce what I'm looking at. So, I could preach on for another hour on this, but it doesn't matter. John 17 is a prayer from the high priest that says, you are to be filled with this glory. It's God's ultimate desire to see you. Oh, you've got to go and read Ephesians. You've got to go and read all the glory scriptures you can find right now. But maybe I can just finish with this one. I'm just going to quote it. He says, because this is the name of my TV program years ago. In the light of the glorious gospel. In the face 
of Christ Jesus. If I truly know the story of the gospel, if I truly understand my forgiveness, my redemption, my righteousness, my holiness in Him, in the light of that goodness and glory, in the face of one looking at me now because he can see me face to face. Go back to 2 Corinthians 3. Changed from one dimension of glory which was old and fading to a newer, greater dimension of glory which is the unfading one. Moses' face faded. Your face will never fade. Maybe close with this story. What was the guy? Arthur Blessed. Walk around the world with a big cross with a little wheel at the back. Carrying this cross, preaching the gospel wherever he went. Man, he went to Iran. Walked past the imam standing on the stoop of the, of, of the synagogue, of the, of, the, um, of the mosque. Walked in Iran, past the, with the little kids, Muslim kids, riding on the cross. Went to Iraq, went to Iran, went to all the imaginable countries where you think someone for, who, who would preach the gospel could get shot. Never ever had a thing, confrontation. Then one night in the middle of Mexico, a band of terrorists and a, and a, and a, and a, um, and a, a drug cartel got hold of him and his wife, hauled them out of the van, put the cross behind them, standing on its side like that, you know, that, like diagonally, put them up against the, and were about to kill them by, by firing squad. And the prayer that came out of Arthur Blessed's mouth was the same prayer that came out of Jesus' mouth on the cross, which is the same prayer that came out of Stephen's mouth at the stoning. He said, Father, do not lay this sin to their charge and started praying for their souls. They were already at load, aim. They were already, the next command is fire. They had spotlights on them. They couldn't see them, but they could see them. Spotlights on them. Spotlights on them. The next minute there's a clattering and a falling and a screaming. He said, and in his broken Spanish, all he could understand was the light. The light, she is too bright. And they started to glow like Stephen and even more to the extent that those guys dropped their weapons and ran. That is the heritage of you who are children of God. Temples filled with the glory of God for a time such as this. It's time for the church to shine. It's time for the church to shine. It's time for you and me to become that example, that character, that overflow of Christ's love that will bring people to their knees and bring them to the bleeding side of Christ. Won't you stand with me this morning? I could have said so much more, but I think it's time for us to experience glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see the Lord. His train fills the temple. And the angels cry, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The God who was and is and is to come. The one who wants to appear in His temple. He wants to appear in and through you and me. The mindset is not dualistic. The mindset is not double-minded. It's not I am or I'm not. It's not I, I have or I have not. 
It's not I have worked or I have not worked. It's in the belief system, in the singularness of understanding, looking in his face and seeing the glory light of the gospel and his love towards us and understanding that we are just like him. When we look at him, we see him. We no longer see ourselves. We see our perfectedness in Christ, in the spirit. And then we prepare to do anything because we see the ultimate of what we were called for. Father, I pray for every man, woman, and child in this place. But I start by praying for myself. Lord, end the double-mindedness in the dualistic realm. Let me be led singularly by the Spirit for such are the sons of God. Those who are led, controlled, and driven by spiritual insight. Thank you, Father. Thank you for everyone in this place. We are temples filled with latter glory. And the latter glory is greater than the former glory. It's from the fading glory of Moses to the ever-increasing glory of Christ. In his face, filled with goodness. Thank you for the higher life. Thank you for the higher life. Thank you that you are imparting right now into men and women higher life. If you want to raise your hand, just raise your hand. Say, Father, I desire higher life. I desire to be a reflection of your beauty, your glory, your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I see. I see this building on one certain Sunday morning, not very far in the future. And I see 12 o'clock comes around and the people are waiting outside to pick you up in the Uber. And you've got family waiting for you at home for a bri, and you don't show. <laughs> you don't show and they come looking for you and all the cars are still parked outside the church. And when they get to the door, they fall down under the power of the Spirit. They can't even get into the place. <laughs> Woo! Worship week, some worses. I mean, <laughs> it would be way beyond worship week, guys. I feel it right now. I feel it right now. I feel the presence and the power of the Spirit in this place. Be infused. <laughs> be influenced not by alcohol but by the spirit <laughs> the definition of influence something that flows to 
and then flows through. <laughs> May you flow to us, Lord, and flow through us in these days. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information about Kingdom Light Church and upcoming local and international events, please follow our Facebook page, Instagram account, or visit our website at www.kingdomlightchurch.co.za.